0: welcome back you fans to our weekly catch-up a little different this week we've got a bye week and so we'll be hanging out with some of the assistant coaches first off uh, will manny will welcome thanks john thanks for having me uh just first off your thoughts on the first half of the season so far
1: yeah it's it's been it's been fun as, as it always is you know um first off it's it's been a blessing to be able to play all of the games that we've played. You know, that was a point of emphasis during the preseason for our guys was we're going to be traveling the most in the country. Um, and through eight to 10 weeks, I don't know how long it's been since preseason, you know, not having a positive COVID test for our 40 plus guys is, is, is a win in itself. Uh, and that's something we Have been striving to be the best at in the country is just be be great off the field and and wearing our masks and and taking care of yourselves and not getting in trouble with that and eliminating somebody or even a game um, because of someone testing positive so that's been great Uh, and then you know my first year coaching defense so it's been a real cool challenge for me to um, weather the storm of how i approach each practice and into each game you know whether it's game planning or uh, tweaking something in the game to, to make us feel more confident and play better. Uh, I enjoy that, you know, it's definitely different than something I'm more comfortable with in offense. Uh, but for me personally, that's been great. And then, you know, for the team, uh, you know, obviously two two of those games, uh, I would love to play a couple more minutes and try to, try to squeak out a win, but it is what it is. And we got to learn how to win one goal games and we will, um, but, we are where we are and we have a couple more future conference opponents coming up over the next six games and play a top three team in Virginia so a lot of great things to look forward to moving forward but um, you know not satisfied with the first six games I think we could have done a little bit better uh, and we will when we're moving forward this bye week is going to be important for us to get better with our skill work and fundamentals and try to carry that over to the next six
0: we will we'll get back to, you know, you coaching defense, being an offensive player. But, um, you know, every week with Coach Holman, we always talk about, you know, how did, did your team progress from the previous week and what did, did, were they able to learn from the previous week uh, and apply it for the next week? Um, do you think your, you know, your defense and then the team in general has done a pretty good job of that?
1: Yeah, I, I do. <clears throat> you know, I, on the defensive end for us this year, we definitely – have more veteran presence, you know, with, with Rylan and DT, uh, and then you have Joey in the mix down there as a freshman, which is awesome to see, uh, and then you have Sammy, so, and then Zion is a, is a guy with Zach Johns, in the goal that, you know, they've had some experience compared to some of our offensive guys, and defensively, yeah, you know, what I really love about coaching with those guys is I'm not afraid to to open my ears and listen to what they think and how they want to you know, play a certain scenario or a certain offensive set. Uh, so I think we've been on the same page all year long, which has been really, really cool. Uh, and we, if we disagree on something or we want to find something out on how this works, we, we, we walk through it and we, we practice it. And, um, you know, for the most part, I think we've done a really good job. You know, I looked at the numbers the other day and through the six games, um, you know, the fourth quarter of that Loyola game hurt our goals against average and then you know playing Westminster was is an exhibition style but we're giving up less than 10 goals a game so we're doing a great job on on that end and we, we're going to just get better um, you know and having those leaders down there a captain in Rylan and a captain in Sammy those guys want to get better they, they don't want to give up that many goals they want to give up two or three less and that's going to be my challenge to them is then let's do it. And we know what we have to get better at. I'm not going to say it on the podcast here, but we have a couple flaws that we're we're working on the past four days, and we're going to keep working on the next six moving into Mercer. Um, And then offensively, yeah, you know, it's just it's stick work and that competitive juice that we need to continue to get our guys to, um, you know, fall in love with. And and, you know, the offensive sets and the way Marcus sets these guys up, we get our looks. and I'll let him kind of talk more about that. But yeah, we're in a good place, you know, and I just think our, our leadership on our team is is getting better and better. And you know, the coaching staff, we're doing, we talk every single day about how can we utilize this day to the highest level. And sometimes it's pulling back and working on fundamentals instead of running over and backs and getting in shape. And uh, sometimes it's being a little more physical in practice to, to get some scars on us and um, some bruises to, to toughen us up a little bit. So. Yeah, I think we're getting better. Uh, It's our second bye week where we get to just focus on us. Um, And then on Monday, we get back to work on focusing on another opponent. So it's a cool little deep breath. And, uh, you know, from having one already, I think we're doing a good job this week of preparing our guys moving into next week.
0: You talked about, you know, being able to have Rylan and Sammy on the defense, you know, especially for a young team. How huge is that to have some veteran guys there?
1: Yeah, you know but think about Rylan, I'll start with him. He's been through the gauntlet. You know, He's been here since we were a club team and you know, having a locker room out of the back of his car his first year and practicing at either six in the morning or 10 PM at night. And, you know, nothing against Rylan because he is where he's at now and he's a captain of our program, but he, we didn't, I, I didn't know how good of a lacrosse player Rylan was when he first got here. You know, his stick skills were a little off and, you know, He's a Colorado kid and was coached pretty well. And his IQ level from where he was to where he is now, his physical appearance, you know, he's a monster of a kid. And it's from the past two years of understanding what it takes to play at this level and be a Utah lacrosse player, you know, and committing to that lifestyle as Coach Holman always says. And he does that to the T more than anybody. Um, And then Sammy being here, you know, Sammy's one of the highest skilled poles I've seen, or maybe even in the country. Um, it's, you know, I, I always laugh when I say this to myself, if they morphed into one body, they would be Megatron of lacrosse. You know, Ryland, <laughs> Ryland's just an absolute stake and, and he's huge and works out. And, you know, Sammy's just got that kind of, we call him the slim reaper. You know, he's a little bit skinnier, looks like Kevin Durant. That's why I gave him that nickname. If you morph those two with Sammy's skill and Ryland's appearance, they'd be a freak of nature. Um, So having those two be the leaders of that defense, and I I consider DT down there too. You know, he's not a captain, but DT's IQ, and he played at my alma mater at UMass for two years, and then came over here, they bring a lot of knowledge. And I just love seeing the way that they talk to the guys in between drills. Um, You know, there's a time and place to get on somebody to do the right thing, but player to player knowledge and kind of conversation is, is honestly more important sometimes. And they do a really good job of that to our younger guys. Um, so having a guy like Joey start with two upperclassmen in Ryland and DT is, is great. And Joey can, he's learning from Sammy too because he's playing some LSM. So I'm just very happy that Joey has three guys like that around him. And then you look at Davis Smith, who's another guy who's a freshman from Florida who's getting in the mix and playing more and more each week. Um, they got some really good leadership and, and mentors in front of them that will lead them into next year and their future here as a Utah lacrosse player.
0: Uh, he kind of talked about having older guys and you know, how important is that for culture?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, three years into our division one tenure, it's, it's huge, you know, and with this whole COVID thing, potentially having guys come back next year and you know bringing in the freshman classes we brought in the past 2 years there there's a lot of kids coming and you know we want the extension of the coaching staff and our mentality and how we want our program to look to be passed down day in and day out and it's getting better and better you know the so, I'm thinking of even the sophomores right now and, and TB Tyler Bradbury and MJ McMahon Um, you know Brandon Wilson as I think he's a junior now with all this COVID stuff I don't know who's what anymore but you know those guys know what it takes to to play here and and, and play at this level Um, so having the older guys is is the most important thing you know we're, we're we're building for that we haven't you know we're the youngest team in college across again and we don't use that as an excuse at all that's just the reality of it and You know, we're looking forward to the next two, three, four, five years to see what these freshmen sophomores that we have currently look like as seniors, you know, because the more skill we get in recruiting classes, which we are, we're getting higher tiered recruits, which is great. Plus the leadership of the guys that have been here since day one of, you know, like I said, locker room in the back of your car and running and running and running and you know, earning everything they've gotten here. You know, now we're finally in a conference and stuff. Like those guys that are seniors now are going to be the ones that take that credit and we thank when we get to the NCAA playoffs because they got us to where we are. And that message is being clearly sent to our younger guys and our recruits even uh, that are committed to us that, you know, you're coming here and it's our the table's already set for you. <laughs> and guys like Rylan um, and John Rose I look at as guys that came in here as a club program that, you know, I'm going to thank them and call them one day when, you know, something big happens here and we win some some games and get to that Final Four weekend. It's because of those guys. And, you know, that probably hasn't hit them yet because they're focused on this, but that's, that's what this program's, that's where we're at and where we're going. And, you know, very thankful for those guys. And, um, you know, it hasn't hit me yet, but when we lose those guys and they're done, it's going to be... You know, it's going to be emotional. Those guys have meant a lot to us, and uh, I'm excited to be more friendly with those, you know, John Rose and Ryland now because I'm coaching defense. I didn't really get to interact with them much when I was coaching offense. So um, it's kind of coming full circle, and um, I'm excited to see, you know, what the future looks like as we do get older and have more experience. And um, Coach Holman looks it up all the time. He's like, he looks at rosters, and especially within our conference moving into next year we're going to have the most experience of returning players because we're so young this year. A lot of teams that we play, there are a lot of seniors <laughs> and those kids are gone next year. So um, it goes both ways. So we're, we're super excited about where we're at and where we're going.
0: All right. Pivoting to our earlier conversation. Um, you're an offensive guy, coaching defense. How, how big of an advantage is that? You know, you, be, you're able to you know, pretty much break down the defense and be able to you know see it and find holes a lot easier as an offensive player.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, it's it, I, I think of something new every single day. Uh, you know, when I first when Brian first approached me with this idea of a coaching defense, and I you know I had doubts. I was like, will I be good at this? You know, uh, I knew. I could figure it out and and exist with it, but when we sat down and had one or two conversations about it, I kind of you know took the bull by the horns a little bit and said, "Let's do it." Like I'm, I want to be a head coach one day, and I think having something like this on the resume and just learning that other side of the ball and and then teaching and coaching it is really important. Uh, so, you know, I thought of a couple things. You know, I, I wanted to keep it simple. You know, I've over the past years since I was in college. I've had friends that play defense, and you know, offensive players who heard their defensive coaches in college, and it's just overcomplicating things, and kids are confused, and they don't play fast enough because they're, oh, I'm supposed to be here, as opposed to just reacting and playing, um, and protecting the goal. Um, so that was one of my first things I wanted to do. I wanted to keep everything simple, right? Having one or two packages, and then adjusting from there, not six or seven, which some schools do, and. If they could do that, that's great. That's just not the way I want to coach it. Number two was, you know, not having fall kinda of stunk, especially in my first year. You know, I wanted to teach some offensive intricacies that, you know, here's what this guy will do in this scenario, and we can teach and do footwork and stick work off of that. Um but what I really do think is being relatable to the guys and listening to them, since they have played defense their whole lives, you know. Being open to ideas, and then giving my two cents, and trying to find an even medium to okay, this team's doing this. You guys like doing this, but they're going to take advantage of that. So let's try to tweak this. Is something that we've done a really good job of. Um, and for me, it's I, I, I'm a pretty intense coach. You know, you, you've seen me scream and get after the guys, and um, you know that's a piece that I also think. I take pride in because, you know, that's just who I am. I'm five foot eight and 150 pounds, you know, and that the level that I play at, I have to be intense. I have to be, you know, have that tough blue collar mentality to work and otherwise I'd be nothing. And I learned that from my college experience and my high school experience. So everything that I've learned offensively, you know, just who I am as a person that I'm bringing to the defense I think is really special and I'm just, happy and thankful that the guys accept me for for that and have worked with me and coach holman's worked with me adam has worked with me on you know little things that i do need to continue to teach um that sometimes get lost because i'm just focusing on one little thing um but yeah it's been great and um you know i'm just Looking to get better and better each day. You know, I'm watching film of other teams. I love watching Maryland's defense play. You know, I play against a lot of those pros in the Whip Snakes, and they're the best team in that PLL right now. So I'm open-minded and, and kind of trying to grow every single day. Um, and you know, that's what I'm trying to pass along to our guys is you know, five minutes of film, watch highlights from a game from college, and try to take something from a team that's doing really, really well defensively, because um, you know that's what coaching's all about is not a lot of original ideas. You see something and you try to make it your own, but it, it's from somebody else. So, I'm having a blast with it, and uh, yeah, it's 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 funny to just think about making a save and clearing the ball is like my celebration now instead of the ball being in the back <laughs> of the net. Uh, so we, we we have fun with it, and um, you know, just very thankful for Coach Holman to believe in me to be able to do something like this, and um, yeah, it's not it's not hurting me in any sort of way. So.
0: Something we didn't get to really talk about with you know busy fall and, and everything, but um, how big of advantage is that for you to you know you and Marcus and Adam all playing in PLL and seeing different things and being able to incorporate what you guys see out in the field?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's you know for five years now all working together has has benefited this school and this program and, and even us as players. You know, coaching together makes us better players. Um, and then, you know, when I think about that question, you know, it's a lot of recruits asking, oh, like, what style of play do you have? Like, what do you guys like to do at Utah? It's, we're a pro style lacrosse team, you know, with the shot clock and how we can relate to that and getting up and down the field in transition. You know, you watch us play, it could be three poles. It could be two, go- two guys and a goalie running transition. We don't care who it is. First three is our, is our motto and that's pro lacrosse. Uh, So that advantage is great, you know, and hopefully what I like to say, whether we're walking around with a recruit pre-COVID or on the phone with somebody, you know, I just like being relatable to the kids. You know, graduated in 2013, it's getting longer and longer away (laughs) than than it seems, but eight years out of school and still playing, I know what they're going through. I know when the guys are, you know, a little beat up from practice and a little tired and, you know, need to be coached a certain way and when to back off and when to push them. Uh, With Brian's knowledge and experience of 30 plus years and many, many rings later, and our, you know, relation to the game still, uh, I think the four of us have really, every single day and every single year have gotten more and more on the same page, um, being consistent. You know, at first we have so many ideas and different things that we've learned in our experiences that it could be a little confusing to the guys. But now in year five, it's like, okay, we know exactly what we're looking for. And, you know, the last thing I'll say on that, with our experience and us being pros still, I just, I'm thankful for Brian Holman for allowing us to coach. You know, he's he's hands-on and he's a great teacher and life lesson, you know, mentor to the kids, but he lets us coach. And that's, as an assistant, that's a dream, you know? and doesn't step on toes and he doesn't you know if he has an idea he'll bring in he'll call you into the office and talk through it before practice so you can implement it on your own but not doing too much with that and I'm just thankful for him for doing that and that's that doesn't happen everywhere and not that it's wrong or it's 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 good or bad um, but that's how you grow as a coach and that's what I want is to be challenged a little bit and face a little adversity and I have Um, and he's a guy that I can always go to, to sit down and be like, what the hell do I do here? I don't know what to do. And I'm not afraid to do that. And he's, he's wants that. He wants to have sit downs with us as coaches and players to always get on the same page. So, you know, and then the last part is still getting to play. And, you know, we coach from September to May and then me, Adam and Marcus get to suit up and play together. It's, I mean, we're family. We're, we're pretty much brothers. And, um, You know nothing. Nothing more special than that to coach with two of your best friends and play in the same team. So, you know, archers are searching for a ring this summer. That's for sure. We're we're (laughs) we're determined. That's that's going to happen at some point. So,
0: you kind of alluded to to it. um, You know, while we were talking, but the consistent consistency in the coaching staff. You know, how important is that? You know, especially during going from club uh, and then transitioning over the D one.
1: Yeah. you know when teams talk about culture and all that stuff you know that's a word that you know I think you could see by just watching teams you know you don't even need to talk to anybody or you know be at a practice or be at a school for a week to like well what is the culture it's you could just watch a team play and know what the culture is um, you know for us it's the pillars you know the, the five pillars of Utah lacrosse that are in our binders is is what we always go back to when we when we seem inconsistent and when we seem a little off, we just go back to that. Um, and for us as a staff, you know, two staples that we always talk about in practices are going full speed and having good fundamentals. And that's where we're at right now. You know, we can't overcomplicate things because we're still growing and we have a lot of young guys playing and um, you know, for me, like I said earlier, defensively, I can't overcomplicate things because that will confuse me. And if I'm confused, I know the kids are confused. So now with COVID, you know, we have a staff meeting every morning, 9, 9.30 on a Zoom, and we're talking for an hour, whether it's practice planning, doing our depth chart, um, what messages are we sending to the guys in the group meet today? Are we, are we doing film? Um, we, you know, the consistency piece allows our guys to just feel comfortable and trust us, uh, one of our pillars, that our method to our madness is gonna be set up for them to be the best players and best team they could be on Saturdays. So, and that's taken, it's taken three and a half, four. Now in year five, um, it's continued communication between us. Then there has been weeks where we knew we could have done better uh, as a staff, whether it's practice planning or um whatever we did when we're on a, on a travel day like we could have done something better and that's not, that's never going to change you know you can always always right. get better and that's the coolest part you know is that we're not afraid to bring anything up onto the table and kind of hash it out uh, and that's something i've learned from Brian is if there's something wrong you got to talk about it and get it out because you know if you hold it in and you know it could be a great idea and it could be something that you're concerned about that it gets elevated and escalated and it gets to the players and, you know, just us as a staff, I just think it's so important for us to relay that and get it out because our players look to us very highly. You know, I think they believe in us and trust us that if we are seem out of sorts, they're gonna be out of sorts. Um, that happens everywhere, but I think it's really, might be at a higher tier at our school right now because of yeah, us being young and, you know, we're intense guys. Uh, and some of those young bucks need to let their intensity out a little bit more. So our consistent message and our attitude at every practice is, is a ripple effect to our team.
0: All right, last question before I let you go. Bye week first week of March Madness, do you have your bracket then?
1: <laughs> no, I, I have not. I'm actually, <laughs> obs- I'm, I talked to Marcus about this yesterday. I have not watched one, th- not even a half of college basketball this year. And that is the complete opposite of the person that I am. Uh, I usually love watching college hoops. And I always do a bracket. And I do it with my high school buddies. We'll just do, you know, just ESPN. And I'm 2,000 miles away and they're all in New York and, and Boston and stuff like that. And never won, uh, never picked the right team to win. But I always enjoy just watching it and seeing what happens and what teams do rise to the occasion. and but this year, I have not done a bracket. I haven't watched college basketball. Uh, Marcus told me his bracket yesterday. I think he has like Gonzaga, Texas Tech or something in the in the national title. Um, but I have not done it and I'm upset with myself, but I'm not gonna <laughs> do it today. I'm gonna kinda just, I'll be a fan from afar this year and that's just the type of uh, year it's been for me. You know, I can't watch a college basketball game with no fans in the stands. That kinda takes it away for me. Um, I'm a big NBA guy though, and uh, yeah, it's it's weird to think about that I haven't watched a college basketball game, but I'm going to watch March Madness. You know, it's a cool, you know, like you said, a bye week where we have a couple of days here to watch the first round games tomorrow and, uh, you know, look for upsets and, and envision our program to be one of those teams one day, um, hopefully next year, knock on wood. Um, but to answer your question, no, I haven't, and <laughs> I'll just go with, uh, I'll
0: go with Marcus's this year. Sounds good. Well, thank you again for your time. Appreciate it. Hope you get some time to relax and look forward to watching you guys next week at Mercer.
1: Yeah, thanks, John. And yep, thank you to all of our fans for our, your support and uh, everything through all this. And kids are great and just super excited for the second half of the year. And go Utes.
0: All right, continue on with our week with the assistant coaches on the bye week. Next up, we have Marcus Holman. Marcus, welcome. Thank you, yeah. Feels good to be on. Let's talk some uh, Utah lacrosse. Alright, uh, first half of the season pretty much done um, not so much a grade but you know, do you think you guys are progressing like you guys would like to and um, kind of overall thoughts on, on how the season's going?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's cool, I think we're fortunate as a program that we have this weekend off for our guys uh, so we can really hit the reset button and enter the second half of the season with some energy and some juice you know and, and kind of a a weird year with scheduling and, um, you know, our conference looming next year, which is super exciting. Uh, We're just finding, um, you know, uh, that we we do have a lot to to play for, you know, in terms of our our pride as Utah lacrosse players and representing the program and players that have come in the past, you know, and and really setting the bar high for the future. You know, we want to create a lot of positive momentum going into this off season um, for our recruits coming in uh, and and to really you know come into the conference next year with with high aspirations. So um, you know it's 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 been a good year so far. Obviously we have the the road warriors mantra that we've established with with the first half of the season, and you know after this week off we're going to be right back into that um, with with four out of our last five games I think on the road or five out of six something like that. So um, but I'm I'm proud of our guys. I think we've done a lot of reflection as a staff and. We're excited
0: for the second half
2: of the, of the season.
0: Um, every week I talk with Brian, you know, we kind of talk about, you know, did your team learn and um, take what what they had happen or, or did well or didn't do well mm-hmm. from the previous week and apply it for the following week and, and improve um, on the offens- offensive side of the ball, you know, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think it's, you know, just looking back on, on the year, <clears throat> you know, I think we came out, really strong in our first two games obviously going toe-to-toe with denver who's a top 10 program and then um, beating bellerman in our best offensive output you know we're 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 averaging just under 10 goals a game i I think you know our goal is is to get to 12. i think um you know it's no secret that a strength of our team is is on the defensive side of the ball but you know we're having guys find individual success you know and um, we're going to continue to push and challenge our guys to find different ways to score goals, you know. I think at the end of the day, um it's it's a team score. It's not just the offense, it's not the face-off unit, it's not the goalies, it's not the defense. It's however many we have up there versus however many they have up there, you know. So if we have to score more in transition, you know, we've got to execute. If we have to, you know, press out a little bit more defensively to create turnovers, we we've, we've got to do that. Um you know, but but overall, I'm, I'm excited with with the strides that we're making. Obviously, you can just look at the the roster. The you know we're, we're young down there, um, right. which is not an excuse. But guys are battling in practice. They're they're you know they're getting bumped around. They're learning how to deal with failure and adversity, which is all part of the process. And I'm proud of of the mindset that they have and want to keep pushing them as we move into the second half of the year.
0: We talked a little bit about um, with Will, you know. You guys are young, but you guys have also had some veteran guys that have kind of been here in the transition yep. as a club team into Division One. You know, how huge is that for those guys to be there and be able to, you know,
2: preach your culture as well? Yeah. Leadership is definitely a strength of this team. You know, I look at our three captains, John Rose, Sammy Cambier, and uh, Ryland Lemons. And, you know, Rylan and John were here when we were a club team. Uh, and then Sammy joined us as year one of, of Division One. you know, and they... They understand. They understand the pillars. They, you know, they really represent what we want our program to look like, on and off the field. And you know, younger guys see them, and you know, they follow their lead. I think that's the mark of of good captains. And then, you know, I, I really enjoy our our juniors as well. The guys that are pushing maybe to be captains, moving into their senior year. Guys like Brandon Wilson, um, who's who's an energy guy. You can see him dancing, and and Jack Zarnick, and Ruben Santana, and guys like that. So. Um, you know, I, I do think that the culture of Utah lacrosse is, is our strength. Um, I don't know if our strength will ever be, you know, having the most savviest coaches or the, the slickest players, but we want, we want tough players. We want guys that are not afraid to, you know, challenge themselves and, and take risks on the field. Uh, and we want guys that just want to grow and, and improve every day. And I think those captains kind of epitomize that.
0: All the assistants you will, Adam, you guys all play together, you know, on the pro side. Mm-hmm. How advantageous is that for you guys to be able to draw from your pro experience, um, still being in part of the game, yeah. you know, when you t- talk to both, you know, the current players and, and, and recruits yeah, um, and be able to draw knowledge and, and kind of, you know, hey, let's try this way or try that way. Yeah,
2: it's, it's funny. I think I'm, I'm super blessed and fortunate, obviously, to have – you know work with my dad and see him every day and i love the way that he approaches the game of lacrosse he's a little bit more old school as you know um, you know toughness and ground balls and and grittiness and you know i i like to think of myself as a lax rat but then when i look at adam and will you know i might be the the, the fourth biggest lax rat on our lacrosse staff which is saying something because adam has such a vast knowledge of the game you know he loves to study the history of, of lacrosse he's um has a huge database of games from the 70s until today and likes to draw parallels between what the great teams have done and how we can you know impart that on our team here at Utah and then Will obviously is just a a lax junkie he'll watch highlights all day you know he loves to watch the program he loves um, you know I'll I'll see him watching women's college lacrosse you know to support um, people that he knows in his network and um, it's just cool to be around those guys Uh, I think. You know, I, I I think about the the ten thousand hour effect. You know that Malcolm Gladwell talked about. You know, it takes ten thousand hours to kind of master a skill. Um, you know, and I think between obviously how much I've played and how much I watched the cross, I'd like to think that maybe I'm approaching that that number. Um, so, and and you get to that point where you see the game; it's very patternized. You can see things before they happen. Um, certain things happen over and over again and you can predict when they are going to happen. I think all those things lend themselves to to being a good coach and obviously being a good player as well. And that's what I try to teach our offensive guys about watching film. You know, if you watch film, you'll see these, you know, guys like to do this at this certain time or if this happens, then this is going to happen. You know, and I think that's that is important to be able to pass down to our players is um, the respect that we have for the game of lacrosse and how much it means to us. I think I, f- I think our players feel that, um, and I hope that our passion kind of rubs up on off them. And I think it does. Uh, you can see the way that our guys celebrate for each other when we score goals. You can see the way, um, you know, we're aggressive and, and we like to play. So, yeah, it's it's uh, like I said, I'm I'm super blessed.
0: You kind of touched on it. You know, how <clears throat> seeing how the guys celebrate for each other. Um... How huge is that in yeah. year three from a culture standpoint yeah
2: I mean it's 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 everything you know and i I, th- I look around the country and and there are definitely some other programs that that cultivate that atmosphere and I'd like to think that we do it just as good as the best here um, you know you become like brothers and teammates when you when you go through adverse things together you know and I think um, this year has been a little different because the in-person effect hasn't been there as much um, as as we would have liked it to as a coaching staff and as a team, I bet. But, um, you know, our guys appreciate the grind that they go through together. Uh, you know, humility is one of our pillars, as you know. So um, we don't have a lot of guys that are in that for themselves or their stats. I can tell you that much right now. It's a very much a team first culture. Um, like I said, whether it's D, face phase-offs, um, you know, being able to to share your success with other people is is such a, a joy in your life that you know I've come to realize, and um, I think our guys feel that for sure.
0: Um, with you taking over the offense this year, um, how kind of how much do you draw from your pro experience, you know, and how much do you draw from just watching film and learning from others?
2: Yeah, I, I, you know, it's. Um it's it's been rewarding for me, I think, just, just to be able to kind of, you know, implement things that I see, um and kind of be able to put my own personal stamp on how I want our, our offense to look or our, our guys individually to play. Um, you know, but I still utilize Will and Adam consistently on a day to day basis about, hey, how can I tweak this to make it better or what do you see um if if we're talking schematics and depth chart and stuff like that, so. And I, I do think that's another cool thing about our coaching staff is that we we are humble enough to ask each other for help, you know? It's not like we're locked away in our offices and we don't talk to each other until we get to the practice field. Like, it is a lot of back and forth um, uh, collaboration in terms of how we want our team to look. But yeah, you know, it's 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 been rewarding, I think. Um, you know coaching is is a gift and it really it can be as as great or as bad as you want to make it you know if you don't want to develop relationships with your guys if you just want to be hard boss do this do that you know you can you can take that route um if if you want to try to develop relationships and um leave a meaningful impact on these kids lives after they leave you know you you can do that as well um and how you frame that is is all gonna be unique. Like some guys have different styles, Um, but I'm enjoying it for sure. Um, And I'm gonna just continue to push myself and these guys to be the best that they can be.
0: You kind of touched on it. And I think it's, you know, from from my perspective, it's really interesting, because you said that um, as a coaching staff, you guys are collaborative and not afraid to ask for help and mm-hmm. you know opinions and that's exactly what Will said yeah so yeah I mean that that says a lot you yeah. know about, about a program and a coaching staff I feel like when you can all be on the same page and, and both say the same thing yeah like that. yeah and that you
2: know again it starts at the top with with Brian um, you know my dad he's just you know he he is definitely set in certain ways about how he wants things to look and there are things that he won't budge on but for the most part he's very open to change and uh, adaptation, you know, I think, I think about the quote a lot of people misunderstood from Charles Darwin that talked about only the strong shall survive. But in reality, he talked about those most adaptable to change are those who are going to survive. You know, and I think if this year has taught us anything, you've got to be able to adapt right. to your circumstances. To watching film via Zoom with our f- entire team, like <laughs> that's. As you know, my dad's very interpersonal. He likes mm-hmm. to be hands on. He likes to look you in the eye when he talks. It's, it has been a change for him and, and our staff and our players as well. And I think, you know, no excuses is something we talk about all the time. You know, just no excuses for what you have to do. Find a way to get it done. And um, yeah, and, and enjoy each other's company and not be afraid to like be honest with each other about, hey, you're not doing this very well. Like, let's talk about it. Can I help you? Um, so, stuff like that
0: earlier when we talked you know you, you, you said you, know, you guys have really embraced the road warriors mentality you know how how huge is that you know for, you know when you want a program to have that blue collar mentality and, and be able to just grind and go to the road on the road yeah basically the entire almost the entire <laughs> season yeah and still you know one perform well on the field academically and, and a, a really important thing I feel like is you know have zero positive tests so yeah. far yeah yeah
2: that's that's been a big staple for us and we're, we're very proud of our guys when we get those texts from our athletic trainer, John Burke, three times a week. You know, Lax is all clear from COVID testing. Um, you know, uh, Pops has addressed that every single day with the team. Hey, congrats on, on passing another round of tests. Let's keep it going. Uh, and it just shows the commitment level that our players have to each other, the sacrifices that they're willing to make. Um, you know, it was very difficult last year around this time when the whole season got taken away. So, I'm really proud of those guys for, you know, you can get lost in the X's and O's and the extra man plays, and we got to do this and that. But the fact that we're just out on the field, it's going to be a beautiful day for practice today. Like that still fires me up. Um, But yeah, I think you know the road warriors thing. Like this might be like the toughest thing these guys like do in their lives is travel weekly like that, and then have to perform at a high level for 60 minutes. And um, but we're we're we like that moniker, you know, we'll we'll play anybody anywhere, anytime. And, um, you know, we're, I think we're, the way that we've handled it as a staff, just, you know, being a little more light and cognizant of the effects of travel, you know, maybe we don't practice on a Friday before a game, or maybe we do a walkthrough in the hotel instead of pounding their legs so that they're fresh and ready. So just stuff like that, again, it's just being adaptable, which is fun, so.
0: We don't get to talk about too many Players specifically, just because you know, coach doesn't want to yep. you know talk, bring yep. up any. But, um, you you kind of talked earlier that you know some guys have seen you know early success on the offensive side of the ball, and um, and they're all all pretty young. You know, how, how happy is you yeah. know are you on the offensive side of the ball to, to see them you know be able to have that kind of success early? Yeah. On?
2: Well, I think for you know fans of Utah across, like you should be really excited about the next couple years as we move into the Atlantic Sun Conference because if you look at the rosters of our other conference teams, they have seniors and fifth-year seniors and, you know, their starting six offensive players are four seniors and two juniors and things like that, you know, where our extra man group is five freshmen and one sophomore right now. So they're gaining valuable experience that a lot of players don't get until maybe their end of their sophomore year or their junior year, um, you know, so... I think it's invaluable what you learn along the way, um, you know, and, and you're gonna learn those lessons. Sometimes they're gonna be harder. Sometimes they're gonna be, you know, going over, out for 6 in a game and having three turnovers and getting benched, you know, like I said earlier, learning how to deal with, um, you know, self-doubt. How do you do that? Do you run away from it or do you just embrace it and continue to pound away and hammer that rock? So I, I like what I see from, from our younger crop of, of offensive players.
0: I didn't get to bring it up with a with well when we talked, but you, you kind of just went and segued it and yeah. then uh, pounding that rock. Yeah. You know, give give up the fans a little bit more uh, background yeah. on that.
2: Yeah, there was, you know, a quote that just, you know, we, we like quotes. You know, I put a quote up on the practice plan like pretty much every day just with whatever is relative. And, you know, one that really has always caught my eye personally was um, – it's a little quote or like a poem that Kobe Bryant had in his locker. Um, the San Antonio Spurs kind of use it as their culture, uh, and it talks about a stonecutter hammering away at his rock, you know, and on the 101st blow, the rock splits into two pieces, you know, and the realization that it wasn't just that blow that broke the rock. It was the 100 blows that came before it. You know, and that's what we think about as we enter, I think, our 45th practice of the spring right now. It's stacking those days upon each other. You know, some days you're not going to have success. Some days you, you are going to have success. But you know, just the continuation of, of the path to pursuing excellence is, um, is what that's all about. So you know, We have a good day. We hammer the rock. Um, it's all good and we're just trying to continue to build here.
0: How much of the early season, you know, you get Denver, you know, as, as your season opener, yeah. and then you get Loyola, um, and you, know, you get uh, a look at a future conference opponent in Bellarmine. Yeah. How big is that, probably for the late second half of the season, one or two years on, yeah. for those freshmen sophomores?
2: Yeah, it's it's big. You know, I think just when you look at Division One lacrosse, I think there's 74 teams right now, and You could pretty much divide those 74 into like three tiers. You know, there's the elite, there's the, you know, pushing to be elite, and then there's, you know, kind of that that third tier group. Uh, And our schedule is a mishmash of of all three. Um, So just seeing the difference between certain teams that we play and certain programs we're going to play, you know, it's, I'm not berating anybody, I'm not celebrating anybody. It's just the realistic, you know, look at the average height and weight of, Denver and UVA's roster compared to our roster, you know, it's it's different. It's three inches and twenty pounds almost. So, you know, having to deal with that physicality is is a big piece of it. You know, holy crap, we got bullied around the field by Loyola, who's a strong. You know, a, a you know they won a national championship in 2012. Like, dang, okay, I got to get in the weight room this summer. Like, I have to put on some weight. So again you can talk about those things as a staff but the only way your players realizes it when they're out on the field right. <laughs> and they're getting crushed or um, you know or having success why did i have success because i felt this way against this certain opponent so it's just again it's those experiences that are invaluable especially for our younger players
0: nothing like learning trial by fire right exactly exactly um a couple more questions before we let you go um, how cool was it you know to be able to in the summer, here, yeah you know with with pretty much your your coaching staff members you know with will and, and Adam um, yeah and not have to you know <laughs> travel different places,
2: yeah, it was great, you know, and um we had like our archers summer camp, we had a couple of our guys out a month before the event, and you know a lot a lot to a lot of people, Utah's still kind of a an undiscovered gem of the United States, like a lot of east coasters where. Will, Adam, and I grew up, don't know how much beauty this state has to offer. So, guys come out to Salt Lake and they're like, whoa, the mountains are right here, you know, in our backyard. Um, But yeah, it's it's definitely been a fun journey the past five years, just galvanizing the community around the University of Utah. Um, You know, we have a built-in fan base with our Archers team who's checking up on us. Hey, great job, great win this weekend for the Utes, etc. So, um, it feels really Again, comforting just to have support coming in from different areas in your life for sure.
0: All right, last question. By week, you know, get some time to, you know, decompress and, yep. and let loose a little bit, not too much. Um, first week of Margin Madness. Will said, you got, a, ooh, who do you got? I feel winning that thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I have Gonzaga over Texas Tech right now. Okay. And I think my final four, I have four three colleges from texas so i have gonzaga i have texas tech baylor and houston okay or maybe baylor and texas i don't know i guess something's going on down there in texas they're playing some good good college yeah. basketball so um i got it you know i'm partial a little bit to the tar heels that's my own right at unc so i'd like to see them make a run i love coach roy williams he's he's a legend down there for sure and um yeah it's, it could be exciting you know, we got this taken away from us last year. That's crazy. It's our first year without March Madness. So right. It'll be fun to watch some competitive stuff this weekend.
0: All right. Well, Marcus, appreciate your time as always. Cool. Thanks for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in in May Madness. Let's go. Yeah, thanks, John.